Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. Hi, I'm Trent, and it is great to have your company today for episode 117. This week on Toy Power, we're going to touch on a bit of the latest news. We're then going to dive into our thoughts from the latest toy fair that we've been to. That is the Adelaide Comic and Toy Swap Meet with Brett Owen. And then we're going to finish up with a review of Shazam. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we have Darren. Hello, one and all. Thank you for joining us. Frank. Well, hoi hoi. And Ben. G'day, g'day. All right, it's news time. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? Starting off today with some cancellations. So DC Collectibles has announced that they are cancelling their DC comic-based Luchadores line that it announced back at New York Toy Fair not long ago. No word from DC Collectibles as to why. Um, sometimes this might be a pre-orders thing, but I don't think it it is in this instance. Uh, there just doesn't seem to be, have been enough time to digest pre-orders. Yeah. And I don't know... I mean, pre-orders, I guess, are a sign of maybe how well a line is going to sell. But Yeah, I, I just, I, I still don't understand the market for this, right? Like, some people have, have yeah. I've been reading that they're sort of saying, oh, maybe because they realised it was slightly racist. and But, you know, I just, I don't, I don't understand who this line was for. And if that's the first thing you think of when you see a toy line, yep. it's not going to go anywhere. But why honest. get that far hmm. you know i mean they've had to do prototypes and bring yeah. them to toy fair bring, they look pretty you know articulated painted all br- that bring an bring an unpainted you know unarticulated prototype to the show and just see what happens and you know if people start talking about it then you go production samples and all the rest of it but yeah it just seemed a bit i don't know ill-fated from the start was yeah. my gut feel and here we are possibly possibly i remember it being quite a eye-catching series of figures I think like, and maybe that was just wow this is so different yeah. in a world that is very homogenous with the product that's kind of coming out so yeah. I, I remember it being positively looked upon at the time and did maybe you, that was that, that's my recollection that a lot of people mm-hmm. saying wow this is great this is so different this is so unique that was my feeling going back now and looking at the comments it was similar to what you were saying oh yeah this was never going to make it there were some changes over at DC Collectibles. So that that's sort of an interesting take out of this. Maybe those structural changes oh, within yes, the staff. Oh, yes, I did hear about that. Yep. Yeah, so they, would have, they might have actually said, why are we doing this? This is, this is sort of going to be dead in the water. Basically, the DC Collectibles part got absorbed into the normal, regular Warner Brothers consumer products division. So that, as you can imagine, where you've got multiple staff performing two different roles in two different teams, when you bring them together, there's people that are probably made redundant mm. and there's sort of a, a structure that's created under that. So there is, I guess, some speculation maybe that that has had something to do with it as well. 
and also the other thing I guess that's in the mix is the deal with McFarlane Toys yeah. and maybe what that might mean. We, we did know back when BVS was out, DC Collectibles had a line of these super articulated, super movie-like six-inch figures mm-hmm. um, that they were putting out. And they actually pulled that line and got got rid of it basically because due to licensing complaints. Yeah, they, they, mm-hmm. there were licenses saying, "Look, there's just so much of this stuff out there. Yep. What's going on? Not happy. Can you sort of can it?" And, yeah. and I was sort of thinking about that, and going, "Well, these are so different and so unique. They're not going to necessarily step on any toes." But is that deal with McFarlane on on the radar mm, at all, maybe, maybe. or is it just a, a shifting trend in what DC is It's hard to know about seeing the fine print, but I guess the more product you've got, whether it's competing product or whether it's just more product based on those characters, I guess the less value there is in the license because you are, you know, we've said it ourselves, with some of those mass retail lines, Mm. we'd probably jump in on it if there wasn't something better out there. If there wasn't a more appropriate collector line that, that spoke to us, we'd probably jump on on the mass retail stuff because you know it's almost like monopoly versus free choice mm. i guess and when you've got the more choices you've got the less likely you are to buy the, the big license stuff yep if that makes sense mm. all right some better news now from dc collectibles the previously released arkham asylum five pack in dc collectibles very very beautiful animated series look and design is coming back out in single carded figures so we're getting mr freeze now these are all batman the animated series designs we did get a lot of the new batman adventures designs for these characters but we that arkham set did give us mr freeze killer croc poison ivy and two-face and we also got a renee montoya figure to keep them all in check my i found this set very very hard to to find or hard to get I put my name down at my local comic book store and the order never came through. And that might have been because they cut back the, yep. the number of orders or it may have been, I don't know if, if Pete placed the order or what happened, but I didn't, <laughs> I never Pete. got it. I never got it. Yep. Um, I had to go to eBay to get this set and it wasn't cheap on eBay. So very, very happy that four out of five of these figures are coming out. The Renee Montoya isn't scheduled for a single card release. But the other four figures are December 2019. So very happy. Nice. Batman, the animated series fans will, that missed out on the Arkham set will be very happy to get yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this. I did get the five-pack. I'd Like you, I had to chase it down. Stunning, stunning pack. But it's going to be really great to see these single-carded released and also make their way into collections for people that otherwise wouldn't have been able to get them because they, they are pretty tough to find. Yeah, and these are core characters. I mean... That Mister Freeze, that Two Face, Poison Ivy. I mean, they're they're in my they're the A grade, yeah, you know, sort of oh, character. And how often do you see a Renee Montoya figure in in any line, let alone in that animated Bruce Tim style? I mean, well, it makes sense. She was such a core part of that show exactly. for such yeah. a long time. So, yeah. mm. all right, now Frank, I think you were onto this uh, a little mm. couple of weeks back when NECA teased that image of a turtle shell with some travel stickers yeah, on it yeah it's like, like the thing you do with a, a suitcase and you put the yep. stickers of all the, the cities you visited it was the the back of a turtle shell that had uh, stickers from all around the world I think there was one there was a French one there was uh, I can't remember any of them but basically you looked at it and went oh 
oh, Turtles International from NECA. Hello, what's going on here? And basically, I think a few days later, they basically announced they have a licensing agreement uh, with Nickelodeon basically to distribute NECA products far wider than it ever has been, yeah. um, which is great news for any NECA Turtles fans that are not in the US, which is, well, all of us. We were and are able to get these through Icon Collectibles. They do come in through Icon and our friends at Nerds Paradise mm. can get access to these. Yep. So that we've already been able to sort of get these. But I wonder if that sort of opens it up maybe a bit broader Further. as well yeah. um, rather than just coming in through sort of the one source. Well, you sort of hope so. I mean, most of us around this table can probably remember when the Eastman and Laird Necker Turtles were turning up in those those cylinder packs at Target Australia back in the day. Say what you will about that version as opposed to the, the other version of those that came with more accessories, but that was one way of getting that sculpt, that design, into stores right around this nation. True. Uh, True. People in country towns that might have a Target having access to that sort of sculpt, that sort of quality figure. I mean, that, that was a great thing. Yeah, I think I think I like what Nick is doing. You, t- you look at this and then you look at the move uh, earlier in the year where they had the deal with Target to deliberately get their stuff on shelves. They're, we are, Nick is known for their quality product, but now they're really putting a focus on let's get this into collectors' hands as, as, as widely spread and as cheaply as possible. So, yeah, yeah they're doing good stuff. Yeah. And I think this is sort of shown something for me just in in the post Toys R Us world you've got the toy companies that have been able to innovate and some of them quite quickly after that around trying to to I guess sort of pick up the pieces within the industry and get get product out there and and find you know new and innovative ways to do to do that and and NECA who perhaps may not be as widely known as a Mattel or a Hasbro or even a Playmates outside of particularly outside of collectible circles are really at the forefront of this sort of getting it out into retail in, in a way it hasn't been done before and I think that's terrific and mm. and, I, and I hope they do really well out of it. Mm, definitely. Now, anyone follow the Four Horsemen on Instagram? Because if you do, you would have been getting a trickle of images, one a day pretty much, up until April 26th when they release their new pre-order for the Wasteland line exclusive to the storehorseman.com. News... Uh, is basically coming that we're getting three figures so far. Thump the Goblin, Cassia the Barbarian Ranger, and Cronor. Cronor. Anyone on Cronor? It <laughs> looks a... a little bit like a uh, He-Man character. Yep, yep. A, a villainous uh, trap jaw, maybe? Yes. Oh, yes, I did see that. I honestly thought it was like a custom where someone's taken a, you know, one of these Mythic Legions figures and just painted him to look like trap jaw. But that's legit. That's legit. <laughs> yeah, so the horsemen have been known to sort of chuck in these masters Homage. of the universe. Yeah, yeah coloured. Yeah, yeah. I think I they, the first one they did it was with a sort of an orc character that they coloured like man-at-arms. And since then they've done Cringer or Battle Cat, basically a cat-like character with Battle Cat red armor and yeah, he's green. Yeah. Yep. They've done an Evil Lynn kind of um, elf, dark elf type character in the yellow skin and the blue armor. And so this is sort of a continuation of that mini subline. Also, they did a He-Man and a Skeletor as well. But yeah, instead of like the, the head is essentially a skeleton head. So the top of the head is like this green mm. and then the bottom is the purple of the jaw. So oh. and and. Cronus being yep. Trapjaw's name before he got converted into Trapjaw. 
be yeah. come up with the cronal. And instead nice. of the big gun arm, he's just got armor. So he's got yep. black armor going all right down to his uh, gloves on his one hand, and then the other hand is exposed skin, and it's all uh, sort of a, a bright baby blue color. Yep. Yep. So just like yep. uh, trap jaw is, and uh, you know he's even got the belts he's with got, the green, yep. uh, you know, belt and things like that. He's just he looks fantastic. You know, I I just. I, I can re- I really admire what they've done and they know their fans yep. uh, very well nice. and uh, they know uh, that they can you know get away with it and yeah. uh, provide <laughs> such a cool uh, you know product as well. They have earned it. They've sculpted enough for He-Man that I think they uh, they can have the liberty yep. of doing that. Yep. Amen. All right. Now, Marvel Legends, I don't know if we'd seen a lot of this stuff before, but there were some carded in-card images from the new Spider-Man Homecoming wave of figures. Mm. And I hadn't seen it, and maybe I'd missed it, but I hadn't seen the Molten Man, who is the builder figure for this. Yeah. <laughs> Looking. People are joking it's um, Mutagen Man, the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Finally, we are getting Mutagen Man from Playmates uh, as a builder figure. But yeah, there's a lot of jokes going around about that yeah there's a couple of reveals in this that we've seen some of these images before particularly from uh, new york toy fair but you're right molten man was probably the big reveal out of this uh, i don't i'm not sure if there was a mysterio picture yeah, floating around it looked new to me but yeah. maybe he'd been floating around yeah, but i remember seeing the spider-man and the hydro man and yes. scorpion in particular yes definitely seen um, but yeah so that was interesting to do that sort of with the movie still around the corner i mean i, I kind of feel like that's a reveal that might have been sort of held back for the movie. What sort of big creature? You sort of see it very briefly yeah. in the trailers. So, so yeah, it looks, um, looks very good. It's a pretty strong wave overall. Spider-Woman as well as the, the Julia, Carpet Julia Carpenter ver- yep. version, which is something that fans have been crying out for for a long time. Uh, yeah, so they, they look pretty good. And finally on some TV news... Swamp Thing that was that caused a bit of excitement on our <laughs> Patreon page because of Does Ten Does Ten and uh, yeah I love the the fact that we we're on our Patreon page you've got the ability to create your own emoticons and so Frank put out the call you know what emoticons do people want and um yeah so I got I got my own so yep, there's a there's, there's a Trent, a Trent um, <laughs> icon that you can select if it gets the Trent approval and there's so if you buy a hell of a lot of toys at once you get to the Trent emoticon. <laughs> Um, there's Ninja Turtles, there's Shredder and all sorts, but Does10 said, I need a Swamp Thing. And that's all he ever it uses can, for it, anything. Can, uh, for for thing, any yeah. comment he ever puts yeah. on the page, yeah. it's Swamp Thing. Yeah. Good, bad, um, or indifferent. Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah. but Pretty when, when much that... like Trent, who just uses the Trent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. um, but it looks good. I love the look of Swamp Thing. I think there was a ve- the teaser I saw was not a lot. Um, of just footage, that, just a teaser. But basically, yeah. the, the, the Swamp Thing looks great. And I did see it... A collage of all the different versions of Swamp Thing that have come over in the in the nineties and yep. in all its different forms. So he looks great, and I'll be very interested to take a look at that when it premieres. It's going to premiere on the DC, I guess, subscription service in the US, yep. which means it might show up Netflix. on Netflix, Netflix yeah. or something here. Yeah, in has unfortunately, but it was originally slated for thirteen episodes. Has been cut back to ten. Was okay. some mail that I heard just recently whether that's sign of a troubled production or they just got rid of some you know with some of the Netflix shows like your, your Daredevils and stuff there was always one or two episodes yeah. of filler you know maybe they've just sort of trimmed the fat and hoping for a good series I don't mind that I mean I'd prefer less episodes of a higher quality yep um, without fair. that dead space in the middle I think 10, 10 is a good number 10 is about right um, yeah. I watch I'm a big True Detective fan and with HBO 
being hard to get here in Australia, I subscribed to HBO to get Game of Thrones. Yeah. And with that came True Detective Season 3. And that was, I think, that was eight episodes. Yep. It's a, a movie-style quality. You know, it, it's probably a bit slow, but it didn't need any more than eight episodes. Eight yep. episodes was fine. Happy with that and moved on. So, mate, hopefully it's it's that rather yeah, than yeah. troubled production. We haven't talked about this a lot, I know, but I'll just bring it up quickly while I've got you guys in the room. They had Star Wars Celebration last, mm. well, about 10 days ago here. So... Um, we had we had a bit of the, the comments on the breaking the uh, breaking the panel or on the um, giant size team up network comments and and one of the comments was sort of like it was really great trailer reveal followed by awkwardness and awkward conversations and then another great trailer reveal and some more awkward conversations but the the trailers we obviously got the name of the new episode nine film which is yeah. the rise of Skywalker and I saw some great Dave's video graveyard and and our friend Davey damaged I'm sure put out some some memes there the, the rise of Skywalker oh, yes. or just after he'd been kissed by Princess Leia and things like that um, but, but it is the first time we've had a chance to chat on that episode 9 we've got the title we do have the trailer but for me I don't know about you guys but the most exciting thing from that was the Mandalorian oh, definitely. TV by far. show that and so good. how good did that look uh, yep. and when I saw Boba Fett he was riding some there was a picture of him riding like a dewback type creature with that spear thing that he's got with mm. the two prongs that's straight out of the the toy, toy animation yeah. thing yeah. Yep. The, yeah. uh, the holiday special the holiday special yeah. like, how good is that yeah. they've, they've taken yeah. something from the holiday special and turned that into his weapon well I think they've got because he's at John, John Favreau it is the, John Favreau yeah, yeah. Mm. and he's yeah I think he's at the peak of his powers in terms of oh. as a director like he's yeah it's going to make it good Tyker's doing some directing they've got in as oh, well really? I think they got in what um, Ron Howard's daughter as well yeah, um, um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce, yeah. She, she's in the director's chair for one of the episodes. They they showed all the directors, and it was like, yeah, Taika Waititi, um, great names. But it's just going to be. Yeah. I reckon yeah. that that to me looks like that's going to be the the thing I'm going to yeah. have to yep. watch the most out yeah. of any of that. Guys, if you want to um, feel the hype and on the sort of showroom floor of the uh, celebrations, listen, shout out to the Toy Archives podcast. Those two guys are there. They're uh, doing their thing. They're buying. They've you know, got a few passes to see some of these uh, trailers and things. They're at the convention. Like, they are just on cloud nine there. They're saying, you know, they, they open up their phones and there's a bit of, oh, what's this, you know, episode nine, don't like the title, don't like this, no, I probably won't see it, blah, blah, blah. But you should feel the hype on the ground. Like, you cannot emphasize the energy that, you know, um, what is it, 130,000 Star Wars fans yeah. uh, through a three-day event, you know, feel like when they see the trailer for the first time you know and magic, these are yeah. like the, you, you, i'm listening to the podcast and i'm just feeling the energy coming out of the speakers uh, as i'm listening back to them so um massive uh, respect to those guys giving a bit of an insight uh, to the you know outside of what we're seeing from the news articles and things and uh, it's re- it sounds really cool um personally not a not a big fan of the title of the film i think uh, i feel that the skywalkers have uh, done their dash absolutely and so to speak but i'm i'm super keen for the mandalorian uh, tv series i just hope that here in australia it's easy, it's accessible because i'm concerned with all the new uh, subscription services the disney services and things yeah, that it's, it's gonna just going to be a little bit difficult my prediction uh, is it's going to be on stand because they seem to have a deal with yeah. disney right now i did see but, that but, yeah yeah, yeah so disney's going to start their own channel 
Yeah, I know, so that, but uh, I, I reckon it's short term. Yeah. yeah, I mean in Australia. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. they overseas are starting their own. Well, I, I don't think Disney Plus is coming to Australia right. anytime soon, which is why the deal with Stan, Stan is, is there. Yeah. Okay. It'll, that's, it'll that's only be a matter of, too. It'll be a matter of time Correct. before Correct. we see a third, fourth, fifth uh, subscription service in Australia. It's it. We're lucky at the moment, I believe, but it it'll become a time where. Free to air TV will be non existent. It'll just be yeah. holding on for, well, to dear life through ads and sports. I there's think. no chance this is going to shop with free to air. I mean, it's no, not no. even an option, I, is I, it? I, no, I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality sure. now, yeah. though, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah. I, I, the, I don't want to dwell on this too much because we've got a lot of content today, but the bit that gets me the most is the Ryan Johnson episode seven. Uh, episode eight. Episode eight, sorry. The um, Last, Last Jedi, Jedi was loved by critics and maybe a bit maligned by fans, then there'll be a spectrum in there, right? Whichever way you go. But my read on it is Abrahams who came on for Force Awakens episode seven did did Force Awakens and then had a outline of where episodes eight and nine would go. Now, my understanding is that when Ryan Johnson came in, you can tell by the style of story he's telling. He wanted to take convention and turn it upside down and give us something very different. So the big question was who are Ray's parents? Well, they're nobodies. They're dead in a grave on your planet. They were nobodies, they left you. Killing off Snoke. All these sorts of things where he, he took something, turned it on, on its head. Yeah. Um for the most part. And I know we, I don't want to get back into a debate, yep. but you know, Darren would say that maybe killing off Luke wasn't something turned on its head. Anyway, with that in mind. But I think my, people know my feelings and if they yeah. don't they can go back and hear yeah. the episode. It's, it's there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. But now it's interesting because Abrahams was never going to be on episode nine. Now he's back in and he's got to work with someone who's come in and totally flipped his creative design. He's, yeah, what's he going to yeah. do with it? How's he going to write the script? Sounds like he, he had was to. a producer on The Last Jedi though, so he would have been involved in some of the day-to-day decision ma- making that went into my that underst- film as well. He, he, my he, understanding is that he didn't. And now yeah. I, I'm not going to know that for sure and I've just been doing a bit of research on that. But my understanding is that you know, Kathleen Kennedy obviously had to sign off on this stuff. Yep. Yeah. But it was not in line with his direction of where it was going to head. What was the original plan before all the, the drama surrounding Last Jedi? Was Ryan Johnson originally going to be the director for Nine? Because I, I know they no, made a no, big deal Colin when... Trevor. Uh, someone else. Colin Trevor. Yeah. I think the guy from 007. He's done yeah. a few ah, of the 007 okay. films. Right. Colin Trevor. Yeah. So, so what was the reasoning behind bringing... Um, Abrams back. They had a parting of company with um, with Colin. With Colin, okay. Um, yeah, cool. Basically, very similar to the solo situation where he was shown the door due to not sharing a vision with with um, with Lucasfilm and Disney. Here, here is the sandbox. Here are our toys. Play with them our way, or you're out. Yep. Yeah, well, I got the impression. Pretty much. I mean, Rogue One also had directors come and go part yeah, way through production. Yeah, that's right. So there's been quite a bit of trouble. JJ is sort of the exception to the rule in that mm. he's followed a production from beginning to end not come in part way through or been let go before the end. Mm. Snoke is dead anyway, as we yep. know, and I wonder if JJ intended Snoke to be dead. The biggest thing for Doesn't me... Doesn't matter now, does Well, it? that's it. I mean, the Emperor. And that was Ian McDermott um, came back. And I think he... Uh, after Snoke that, who after that? Well, yeah, after the trailer, he appears on stage and, and says, roll it again in his Emperor's voice. But I know there's expanded universe and what's going to happen with the Emperor and there's thoughts that he's not dead in expanded universe mm. 
that he he is sort of reborn in a, in another body. But that that to me was a I guess a big thing. Wrapping this in a long way of getting to the point. The thing <laughs> I'm probably most interested in when I watch episode nine is how Abraham's takes what he did in episode seven, takes what Ryan Johnson did in episode eight, and kind of writes the ship to yeah. conclude it in a story that he wants to tell. It's kind of like writing a book, but someone else wrote the middle yep. chapter, and exactly. you've got to try and tie a bow on it that, yeah, is not your yeah. overall vision. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to be watching episode nine for, more so than, than anything else is mm. with that in the back of my mind. On the topic of memes, just quickly, the, the other one I saw come out of that, there's a shot in the episode nine trailer of... Uh, old man Lando behind the in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, smiling, having a great old time, yep. getting back to it. And there's a uh, a scene where someone's juxtaposition that with a scene from Solo, where Han Solo says to young Lando, Donald Glover says, "I'm gonna get that ship," and Le- and you know, and Han's like, "Oh, over my dead body." And then the very next scene yep. is just old Lando going, <laughs> "I'm back behind <laughs> yeah, the wheel." That, that, is, that is very clever. <laughs> that yeah. is. No, and very happy to see Billy D. Williams oh, back. I certainly am too. Back in the chair, I think. That's, Let's just that's... hope, without me dwelling it on too much for Trent, that we don't predict what's coming for Lando, and it actually comes. Well, he will be dead at the end of this film, Darren. <laughs> I'll just break it to you now to spare you any disappointment. And, and because, of course, there's and no original get... ideas left in Lucasfilm, and, and, is there? We're Jantilly's. They're just going to bring him back so they can kill him. Yeah. <laughs> And, and <laughs> he survived for so long. In a, in a segue to that, shout out to the Breaking the Panel Boys, which Frank was uh, uh, fortunate to uh, guest on. It's 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 Predator. It's Predator. It's Predator. It's Predator. It's got to be Predator. And I say it again. It's Predator. Billy D. Williams. It's Predator. All right. So wasn't it uh, Carl Weathers? We were talking? Carl Weathers. Sorry, Carl Weathers. I'm getting mixed up now. But yeah, Predator. All right. So that's it. Full stop. Nothing more. End of story. Yeah. Very good. All right. We'll wrap the news segment and Trent's ramblings on Star Wars <laughs> and head on to the toy fair that we talked about. We did have Darren as the roving reporter on our episode that dropped last week, but we did want to just refresh and, and gather our thoughts on that event. It was a massive event. Yeah. If you heard the last episode, you would have heard, or the episode before last, that it was a, a new venue, a huge, huge uh, space for everything. We were sitting next to Dan McCartney yeah. and he yeah. just brought... Like a shop. He, he, he brought, he brought like a, a trailer load container. of stuff. It took me uh, and two other guys, seven uh, trolleys to get it. I'm like, we're done. Wicked. And he's like, nah, the truck's full as well. Like, oh. uh, So it was full on. Yeah. yeah. He, it, was, it was like a car length trailer and he actually bought his own detail. T- tens of thousands of like dollars cabinet. of toys. Absolutely. Uh, oh, on, uh, on offer. No, I, like, and I'm talking everything from your... $10 Transformers to $1,000 um, hot, uh, uh, hot Toys and yeah. Sideshow quarter-scale collectibles. Like, he had Insane. it there uh, on on offer at very, very reasonable um, bargain prices. Yeah. He just wanted it gone. So, uh, amazing, mm. amazing. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that packing up the car afterwards was incredible. <laughs> it <laughs> certainly <laughs> was. And un, 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 uncovering some of the things he had in his mix was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm. Um, but yeah, what what are some of the the tales? I know Frank, you I, I'm keen to hear this Skylink story, but maybe <laughs> just some some touching points without going into heaps of detail. Yeah. But our, our thoughts and and stories from the fair. Yeah. So look, for me, this was my first time as far as selling to the public. I've gone to trade days with these guys and and the sort of SA toy collecting community and and people I know and sort of sold and and traded with them. This is the first time I've gone right. 
uh, as I've talked about many times leading up to this, box if it's an Autobot, it was up for sale more or less and had tubs and tubs of stuff. You know, as I was saying to people when they were rummaging through, they was like, oh man, there's all sorts. I said, mate, that is, with the exception of G1, that is 15 years worth of Autobots in those tubs you're looking at, right? From all the different iterations, all the different lines and, and genres and stuff. So, so that was uh, interesting for me. There were some people who would spend 20 minutes rummaging through a tub and then just just have a chat with me and walk away with nothing. And to me, that was almost as exciting as people who would grab an armful of figures and, and hand over the cash sort of thing. So it was really, really good. There was one guy, <laughs> one guy come up who had an Autobot symbol on his hat and his t-shirt and i'm like buddy i'm your guy just come have a look in here he came back three times by the and each time he was dropping like triple figures worth of, of money at me by the third time i said mate if you, you come back again like whatever you pick up half price like if you pick a hundred dollars worth of figures i'll give it to you for 50 because you've you've you know, Drop I, I want to make yeah, yeah I want to yeah. make sure you got money to feed yourself during the week, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. So to this um, Skylink story, which is uh, along those lines, young kid could have been maybe 10, 11 years old, digging through the tubs for ages, and his parents were sort of there, just sort of sitting back, letting him have his fun, and and he pull one out and go, oh, mum, this is Hound from the, from the movie, and oh, this is a smoke screen. Like he knew them all. He knew what names, and I, I had written some information on the bags but he knew it without reading it right his parents were just like oh yeah yeah that's nice and he's grabbed two or three things he wanted and he was still digging still digging and i said mate are you is there something specific you're after you, you know your stuff clearly what, what are you after he goes do you happen to have skylinks from combiner wars like that was only come out it's probably about 18 months old now and i just went actually rummage 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 you mean this guy and his face just absolutely lit up but then he's gone to put it with the other things he's purchased and his parents have gone, well, mate, you've only got, and I'm just making up numbers, you've only got $50. This is $70 worth of worth of toys, you know, teachable moment sort of thing. And I just saw his little heart was just, you know, the, the, the bottom of his eye was quivering and everything. And I just went, tell you what, you're buying three things. I'll do it for 50 bucks. And he's, and even mum just went, you've made a little boy very happy. And I'm like, yep, cool. Skylinks, love it. Done. That was that was a highlight for me. Sweet man, that's, that is that's a cool story. Now yeah. I don't know Ben if you've already told this story, but I we get there early, right? One of the benefits of having a store there is to get there early, and you get to have a look before the public early gets bed. in there, yep. right? Yep. Now I know on many occasions Ben has said I cannot buy any Dino Riders because once I do, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be able to stop. And what do I see? Like yep. there at eight o'clock in the morning is Ben. With this big grin on his face, <laughs> with what looks like a pretty complete T Rex yeah. cradling it in his arms. Yeah. So I'll tell you, I'll give you a bit of background on that. So I walk up to Brett's table, and Brett had that. I'm pretty sure Brett had that exact T Rex over there last Toy Fair. And I'm like, Brett, what have you got on the T Rex? And he's like, 250. It's just sitting on a tag around his neck, sort of like a, a um, collar. 250. And I'm like, that's pretty good, man. I'll see how I go today and I might come back and see you. He's like, no, 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 you got to buy it, man. You just, you got to buy it. 220 for you right now, 220. Ooh. I'm like, oh, dude, 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 super keen, but nah, I'll see how I go. I'll see how. $200. $200. Oh, like, nah, man, nah, I can't. He's like, sell. 175 and I'll chuck in this other rule on figure oh, or whatever. I'm like, nah, nah, I've got to be, I've got to be really, you know, like, um, strong willed with myself and yeah. just. Just I've just I don't know what today's going to bring. You know I've already bought a couple of things. I've already cherry picked, and I've got to be really cool. He's like one fifty, <laughs> and I'm just like, don't do this to me, man. Don't do this. 
and he's like, I'll chuck in an extra rule-on. I'm going to take this snake guy out because he's my favorite, and I'll chuck in other rule-ons, and you can have it. And, he, and I'm like, what's missing? And he's like, this, 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 this. I'm like, 150 $100 off, off the, uh, yep. the, the original price he had tagged. Public hadn't been in yet. I'm like, I kind of have to buy it. Yep. So I did. And the boys were there standing next to my wife, of all things, <laughs> shouting at me like, you didn't, you didn't. And my wife is, I could just see like, oh, what has he bought? But I've, he's around the boys. I've got out cool. And, you know, like. She actually <laughs> mentioned it to me yeah. before, um, when I came in before I saw you. I didn't yeah. tell you that. Yeah. So first, first thing Reese said to me was that you'd bought that. Yeah. And I'm like. So, um, so I bought that. And then, and so long story short, you know, I've done my research. I've done, been doing uh, two weeks now of constant dino riders research right yeah. like how do i get the missing pieces i bought some other bags with dino rider products in it i bought uh, some off reese i bought uh, uh from dan dan had uh, a bag full of t-rex dino rider we- uh, parts oh, yeah. which i thought freaking awesome he i just said i just threw i said 50 bucks mate you know because he's like at that point of, I don't know how much it's worth. I don't know. I said fifty dollars, and he's like, "Yep, done." Like so, <laughs> and and um, so I grabbed that, and uh, there were a few parts in there that I needed, but it's still far. It's still far from a hundred percent. So I've done my research, and it's going to cost me hundreds of dollars to fix this Dino Riders up to be a hundred percent complete. Which is cause crazy because it's not super incomplete. It right? looks it's not pretty su- good. It's, like to, yeah. to, to a non to someone who doesn't know it the Dino good, Riders, right? yeah. it looks good. So, it, yeah. so for the Dino Riders collectors out there, it's missing the um, uh, saw blades on his uh, legs. It's missing the belly um, uh, sort of. Uh, what platforms. they call it platform yeah. the, the three piece platform the base the part behind him and the uh, front part and um, maybe uh, that's that's pretty much it like yeah. those those uh, three pieces it's got all the Kronos's um, tower and everything like that but just no one's got those pieces for sale they are like the, the hardest pieces to come by US shipping hundreds of dollars and yeah. things so right and you're hearing that first by a train already knows yep. <laughs> I struck a deal locally in Australia. I've bought myself a hundred percent complete T Rex. So, so if anyone wants a T Rex, so one seventy five. Yeah, so I've 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 gone and dropped a lot more money than one hundred and fifty dollars uh, on a complete T Rex. It comes with all the characters, uh, all three sets of weapons for the rulons. Um, you know the instructions and things. And yeah, so I'm gonna. I will sell my incomplete one Jesus. and uh, make my money back off that. And uh, yeah, and because uh, I just I cannot have an incomplete T-Rex. Like yeah. I thought buying that, I could. Oh yeah, eBay's got lots of uh, lots of T-Rex parts. No, not no, the not the need. ones I need. And the ones I need are the ones that everyone's chasing. And you know, they skyrocket. You know, oh, that'll cost you fifty dollars. You know, for that one, one by one centimeter platform base. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I, I've I've traded some parts off. I've got more rule-on figures coming my way. And uh, I'm, I'm, you hear it here. <laughs> I am gonna stop with the T-Rex. I'm, I'm not gonna buy any more 
parts are a big dinoritis. Oh, so. you know what you need to match that T-Rex? You, ne- you need <laughs> a Diplodocus. <laughs> or so I've got a bit of a rundown. I had such an, a fantastic time at the Toy Fair. Uh, it was so much fun getting a, uh, in and someone an early bird pick at uh, all the goodies prior to the public walking through the door. The venue itself couldn't have been better. Uh, it, was, it was beautifully set up with spacious aisles and ample room for the sellers to have their tables still and have an ability to move behind it. A nice resting chair in the tail end of the day was definitely utilised by all of us. It was so cool seeing all the familiar faces from around the collecting community and the ability to have the people around us as uh, that we did as sellers with the ability to leave our table whenever, whatever the reason, whether toilet or lunch break or whatever, or go and scout for more uh, plastic crack. <laughs> um, now, I shouted out a majority of my purchases on the actual live recording of the episode, but I did score some last-minute goodies while everyone was packing up. I grabbed a bag of Dino Riders uh, from Reese. Uh, Reese was just so cool. I grabbed yeah, quite a few yeah. things from yep. Reese that day, um, including a mini comic. Uh, then Trent, Trent and I uh, helped Dan um, with the last few uh, bits, uh, you know, like helping uh, him load his car and things like that. And it included the Dino Riders T-Rex parts that I called out. And um, two out of three original cardboard cutouts of the Master of the Universe Castle Grayskull playset, oh, which he promised nice. me all day. He's like, yeah, it's in that box there, right at the bottom <laughs> of, you know, a tower of sideshow collectibles <laughs> items. The coolest thing, though, I you know, for the day was a complete set of 22 vintage Master of the Universe stickers. Like, Trent's just flicking through mini comics, and then at yep. the back... There's there's these sticker uh, things like packs. only the size of a trading card packs dead mint like I'm talking fresh like, fresh factory yeah, yeah, fresh it's incredible so were these stickers that come they didn't come with the figure they no, were no I don't even know where they came I don't from. know where they came from no oh, so okay. they I, do I don't know, do you know where they I don't know where they come from yeah. you see them every now and then yeah. online I yeah. actually don't have them myself no. so, so they're they're pretty sort of yeah. well when I say sort of after I mean Hard they're rand find, you see yeah. them online and you see them for sale but yeah, yeah I don't know where, yeah, where they so, come from yeah so he got, he just you know here you've been helping us me for a lot you know here you can have one each and I'm like dude thank you <laughs> and I got them home they were you know I'm like I've got yep. two yeah. He-Mans or ba- He-Man on Battle Cat or whatever like yep. why have I got two but you, you flip them around and they form a bigger larger picture of oh. Evil Lynn looking through the Sorcerer's Like the card ball. back well, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. um, and looking yeah. B- through He-Man and then you see Beast Man ready to pounce on He-Man. And so beautiful. Like and and, and the although they were the same sticker, the back was different, yes, right? Correct. So you yes. needed both of them to yes. make the puzzle. Yeah. And who would know that? I wouldn't yeah. have known. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was ready to say, who <laughs> yep. wants this? Who or wants it? Yep. put Check this it in, in somewhere else in my collection or hand it off. But when I turned it around the back to make the picture, I'm like, oh, I do need this. <laughs> you know? So that was kind of cool. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, he just had a couple of packs and he's like, here, gave him, you know, just further for the help, you know, and that Dan was so super cool. Like, yeah. you know, uh, on the day, um, can't shout out him enough. Yeah. Went to work, back to work on Monday. And all I could think about is I want to do toy fair trading all my life. Like, I don't want to be... <laughs> Doing my daily grind yep, at work. Absolutely. I just want to sell a toy, toy fair. power and Ben if yeah. you left to do oh, that. Oh, man, I, it would be just so much fun. I yeah. know even I was saying to my mum because she even made a uh, guest appearance at the show and I said, mum, come around and sit down. You know, you can be part of the show as well. I said, mum, I just want to do this every day of my life. Yeah. Like, I just, she's like, what, well, can't you? And I'm like, oh, such a financial, yeah. you know, thing. And like, you just, obviously it's only going to be on weekends. And, and, and unfortunately, that's the thing. Unless you've got a new uh, 
you know on Events. flow of stock yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, people are just going to pick through the best stuffs and then you're just leave left Left with the the crap you know and you might very very hard even 20 years on sometimes sourcing stuff but when you're talking 30 40 years it's that much tougher again that's right so yeah so i had a such an amazing day and all i could think about was on monday and through the rest of the week was uh you know i want to i just want to do that all the time nice and and my i had a huge fall a haul i should say haul of toys and knickknacks and whatever. It took me the solid every every day after work to put that away into my collection and sort it. So <laughs> it was uh, it was awesome. Now just a fun day, like and yeah. made better by you know having the table with these guys, having Dan there. Dan having Dan there was was wonderful. I I had a, I didn't have a lot of stuff, and I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of stuff, so I had a fair bit of space on my table. Dan had you know. He'd booked one table and, and Brett much. was good enough to give him another two, two tables. Too much stuff. Um, yeah. It was ridiculous. I said, look, I'll take some of your stuff and, and sell it at my table. He's like, yeah, go for it. It's got prices on it and you can, if you need to negotiate, come back and check in with me. And, and I sold a few things for him, which was nice and had a few few conversations about his stock. He had some beautiful stuff there, some really rare Star Wars comic two-packs, Entertainment Earth exclusives that had a lot of these sort of old Jedi and Sith Lords. And there was a guy that came up that was just collecting the Sith Lords. So yeah, he had $300 on one of these two packs wow. and, and um, I ended up getting it to, to 280. So mm-hmm. it was with, with Dan's help. Um, so that was really cool. And he had some hot toys on there. I sold a Ray and BB-8. Uh, I had Black Widow sitting on my table all day and I'm like, man, I, I want to buy this because she's so beautiful. <laughs> um, but in the end, I, I sort of had a bit of cash. Um, Frank Frank did well with some Transformers and, and shot me a bit of cash. And... I'm like, okay, what, what can I buy from Dan in the big epic scale statues and that sort of thing? And I picked out, I might get, you know, the Skeletor by Sideshow. The, it's not it's not a one quarter and it's not one a six. one six. It's in between. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's like, a, I think it's a one fifth. So it's a bit smaller than a, than a one quarter. But then he said, oh, check these out. And he showed me some pictures from Superman, this one quarter. Yeah. Uh, what are they? They call them something, but premium format I think yeah, they're called yep, yep, yep. it's one quarter scale it looked like and it was done by Alex Ross like sculpted in the Alex Ross huge fan of Alex Ross and got that and got it home and this thing is just insane one quarter scale the the detail on that thing it's actually interestingly he's wearing lycra so the mm. suit the, so it's the, not a statue it's mixed it's, mixed, it's mixed media, media. Yeah, so the, it's yeah. all statue but he's got the suit on and the, the, the sort of the underpants are also cloth the cape is sculpted so it's like a and it's a huge piece that you sort of maneuver on but it's it's absolutely beautiful and and funnily enough I've got a guy at my work who's into he's in his he's got to be close to 60 but he's a massive Batman fan loves all that stuff and he's got like great a wonderful collection of you know Batman statues he's even got like a Molina from Mortal Kombat sitting yeah. next to his TV in one quarter right. and I said oh um, this is what I picked up from the fair and he was like wow, this is cool when he was going looking for it afterwards. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, yeah. But just to have that conversation about the, the, the sort of the statues after was really good. The big, the big shout out was as Ben was helping Dan unload, he said, oh, he's got a 3030 and 3030 from Brave Star is something I've been looking yeah. for yeah. for absolute ages. So great to get 3030 into my collection. Not quite complete, but Dan seems to think he's got the parts, so maybe they'll come up. But the biggest thing was as well he said I've got some centurions oh. and and I'm I'm like oh, I wanted to start no, this is, sorry typical <laughs> Trent thing wanted to start a collection and Dan pretty much had this complete collection and I said look I'll just I'll just give I'll you I'll just start and finish it in one I'll day I'll just yeah, give you X much. dollars for it and, and he oh, goes oh mate there's some 
there's some really rare stuff in here and I, I haven't researched it enough to know what's super rare and super valuable so i gave i made an offer and he said yep done got it home and me and my son sat there because this, this stuff is all it's, it's durable not, it's durable mm. as but it's it's not lego but it's essentially you have to assemble it and it's all modular so you can build it in whatever way you like but there's certain ways you can build it so i just sat there and i reckon it took us about two hours to put all these things together because wow. it's pretty much a complete collection bar i think there's one land vehicle that's really rare mm. towards the end of the line that's not in there at all but then there's a really rare equivalent scuba vehicle i think it's called the sea bat and he goes you know there's two sea bats in there and it's <sighs> one of the most obscure items and and trent I, I was talking to Trent on the um, Patreon page today and he's like, oh, I need the sea bat. So I'm like, done. You can have my second sea yeah. bat and you're all sorted. Like it's a really hard to find item. But yeah, just... And, and he had figures for all the alternate accessories because oh, you've got... Sick. So yeah, so basically yeah, yeah. you have the, oh, the accessory so pack, yeah, yeah. but he had like, you know, five Ace McLeod. So you, so you could, could put... Kit them all up. Pretty much. Oh. Um, so so we just sat there building all this stuff. Such a fun, such a cool line. Um, can't speak of how nice it is and how 30 years later or 35 years yep. later slotting this in. stuff together and yep. it clicks in beautifully so Dan Dan was an absolute highlight having yep. him there it was, uh, it was wonderful and he's such a, a fun guy to, uh, to chat to so and that and that's probably my summary is just so many people coming up and, and a lot of people are sort of you know they have a bit of a look and they're sort of shy but you can have some really great conversations with yes, people yep. once you start talking about what they're into and and kind of connect on that level i don't really care if they want to buy anything or not yeah, but exactly. just to to chat through yep. it's um, people that you've talked to on facebook and you're like oh yeah cool and then you meet them in person yeah. and they're yeah. like oh you know i'm thinking and that you know yeah i do this and you, you know, i commented on that and oh yeah oh yeah you know you get to know them all yep. of a sudden yeah. your best friends so yeah, to speak yeah. you know you're talking about and it's just that that vibe that you never get buying online on eBay or so you know buying through a website or something. I'd um, even going to the local store and buying a new product off the toy shelf. Uh, I just I freaking love these uh, toy fair shows yeah. and the deals you can get. Yeah, like the things you go home and you look online. And it's like my gosh, like I didn't say that. You much. know, T Rexes <laughs> on uh, Dino Rider T Rexes online are going for four hundred dollars that are in, less in complete than mine yeah and and yet look what i scored mine for and look what it's done to me now so yeah you know <laughs> uh, yeah i just i, I love it I, I absolutely adore it darren do you have anything you want to comment yeah, look, on i had an absolute joy the adelaide comic and toy fair for me it was two experiences rolled into one because as as people have said uh, i was actually the roving reporter at this one so to speak so i actually got to to chat to to sarah and many of the traders and artists about their experiences at the fair so so for me that was a huge thrill that and even just being behind everyone else's stall the rest of the gentlemen in this room just interacting with people gave me that sense of how strong this community is feeling in here i mean the new venue i think has helped because there were more traders there and so many customers flowed through as well, but there was also room for it to grow. But there's that strong sense of community. People were talking, they were engaging in deep conversations about their love of something, which for me is just as rich as, as any score that you might get at, at an event like this. And, and there seemed to be so much excitement, again, about the new venue. People seem to really, that seemed to resonate with people. People like this venue. It was always going to be interesting to see if people followed it from the city to this new location and and thankfully they have so i i had a great time 
I was really, really relieved that for the most part, the technology seemed to work this time because <laughs> I have a bit of a track record. But uh, it seemed to go well on that front. I really enjoyed the conversations. I thought Sarah did a great job of, of talking about just how much mm, work, work goes into yeah, into something like this. And, and I think that was really wonderful to hear that. So if you haven't heard that episode, I think that's that alone is worth going back and yep. listening to. For me... I had had a lot of really good scores that that were great for me. I've um, misplaced Temple of, or I had misplaced my Temple of Darkness Sorceress from the Master Universe Classics Maddie Traveling Convention exclusive thing, but luckily Trent had one that I was able to, to get off of him, which has sort of helped me fill that gap and and completed my collection so far, which is terrific for me. Uh, I managed to get a Superpowers Kenner uh, Batman figure for. Uh, one of the vehicles for a display that I really wanted, so an extra extra one um, off of my good friend Ben in in this room. So thank you again, Ben. I, I'm surprised I had that journeying around. I can't in my believe it lasted case, that long. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe it lasted that long. Had the cape and everything, yep, didn't it? Yep, yeah, case, yeah, yep. it's in great condition. And there was the only reason I was selling it is because I've I've somehow got three of them. So <laughs> yeah. I don't. I've got one in my bat, um, you know, Batmobile. One standing by himself, and I'm like, I don't need a third one. So it goes yeah. for quite a bit of money online. I actually mm. felt quite guilty buying it because it's no, not no, my no. first. Yeah. But then I, Trent, people have had their chance. Me, Look, yeah. you know, it's, it's been day. there all day. It's near the end of the day. You're buying it now. You're not taking it from from anyone that really badly wanted it. And and it's so true. Well, even even a Batman collector came up. He's like, you got any Batmans? I'm like, oh yeah, I've got this one. And I show him. He's like, oh, it's a little bit older than I'm looking yeah. for. I'm yeah. like. This is as this iconic is, as you can get. Oh, yeah. right? Like, you know, I felt like slapping him, but <laughs> he was cool. We had a bit, we had a good uh, yarn about you know Batman and things, and yeah, nice. um, that's cool. you know, yeah. And, and from our good friend Reese, who who's a traveller to to this convention, I think that's um, this fair. So I think that's a really important point. People are coming from outside the South Australian toy collecting community to, to this kind of event now. Uh, from Reese, I bought a new Kenner new Batman Adventures little Hot Wheels scale. You know, small Batmobile um, that I didn't have that was available back in in the day when when that cartoon was on in '97. But I, for whatever reason, you know, just never got it. So I managed to get that. And he also gave me a, and I mean it sincerely, he gave me a, a vintage Master of the Universe Duna cover. Oh, um, dude, seriously? Oh, just gave it seriously? To well, how big just, is it? it? It's like for a bed, like for a single what? bed. So basically, we had this conversation on on Facebook. I think he 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 offered it on the Toy Power page, and I just happened to be the one online last year to see it first. Originally, you know, I was going to send him the money for postage, and then he he wrote back a while back and said, "I'll just bring it the next time I come." Yeah, cool. And nice. um, I would have been more than happy to pay it for shipping, but I can see, you know, he's coming anyway. Why not? But yeah, look, it is sensational. Uh, Castle Grayskull, He-Man, Skeletor, Battle Cat, Teela, Man-at-Arms, you know, Merman, some really iconic characters from, from the early first and second waves on there. Really, really cool looking. And yeah, I, I just can't thank him enough for it, man. It was sensational. Sweet. Awesome. And I also managed to um, score three Black Series figures from the event um, that, that are really really well-priced army builders that I'm really happy to, to crank open. Cool. Nice. Very good. All right, we might head into our final segment. Toy Power Movie Review. What are you? I'm Batman. May the force be with you. Why fans say forgiveness is divine but never pay full price. 
it's movie time and we have all but Frank seen Shazam. Um, interesting film. This is out of DC where there has been a lot of controversy around tone. And this was DC or Warner Brothers' opportunity to change up the tone a little bit into something that's a bit lighter and a bit more fun. And they certainly have delivered on that. Um, we're not getting our now $300 million indie films, which I think some people would say Batman versus Superman might be. But we are getting... Uh, uh, we, are, we are getting... Oh, I, look, I enjoy no, no, the no. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, no. I do like indie films. Fair call, um, fair call. We are getting a $100 million budget with Shazam, and it has been a success if you're to look at the numbers. And that, that budget really does help when you do look at the numbers. But as of the 23rd of April, the worldwide takings are sitting at $322 million. So a nice tidy profit there. Okay, so what, what do we think? We'll try maybe just to give a, an overview for non-spoilers around the room, maybe starting with Ben, and then we'll get into spoiler territory. What were your thoughts? Yeah, so um, I went into the film knowing little to nothing about the uh, Shazam character itself. I knew he had that sort of uh, Prince Adam into He-Man style, you know, shouting out the name Shazam and becomes from a little boy to an, an, a muscly adult and all of a sudden t- uh, superpowers. And that was about it. I knew that much. And I stayed away from too many, um, you know, trailers and behind-the-scenes talk and all that because that's the way I like it. And uh, I went in with my wife. My wife desperately wanted to see Hellboy. And I said, no, 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 I've got to see Shazam for the podcast. We might go and see <laughs> Hellboy later. And honestly, I, I, I it, was, it was funny in scenes. It was, uh, you know, ha- uh, fight scenes and things were cool. You know, the ba- the, ba- the villain was kind of neat uh, uh had sort of these uh seven demons behind him and there's one demon in particular that i just want a whole movie around him based on he had big wings and de- demon-esque he looks so cool um but overall like it's uh, i feel it's the sort of movie that i could i've seen now and probably would never see again so take that whatever way you want yeah this one for me i i came out of it probably a little bit disappointed um, and Darren asked me off air, was that because this has got such positive reviews? Because it has, it's doing very well. Rotten Tomatoes, which can be a bit hit and miss in terms of scores, sitting at 90%. So I suspect that's certified fresh if you're hitting numbers like 90%. Metacritic had about 70%, which I think for me was probably more reflective of, of how I felt. I didn't, I liked Man of Steel, I liked BVS. So I might be in the minority in that space, and that's fine, but I enjoyed those films. I didn't see them as being too dark. I didn't necessarily need a course correction on certain characters. Um, But this one made sense. The tone for this made a lot of sense because Shazam is a kid. So he comes and looks at problems or things in a different way. Interesting for me, the, the probably the biggest shortfall on this film was the, the Billy Batson as a child. He's, he's 15 years old in this. So he's in that sort of teenage age bracket and with that i guess you can have some sort of teenage angst coming along he's a foster child so essentially he's being moved around he's he likes to run away he's been with a number of different families and he's i guess he's looking for his real biological family as part of one of the plot points and i felt that then there was sort of i guess an angst that came with that character he was a bit forlorn or a bit withdrawn he didn't really want to make connections with other people but then when he turned into Shazam, he was 
sort of a very gregarious, gregarious, effervescent. Oh my god, I can't believe this happening. I just couldn't bring those two characters together in my mind to to make one cohesive character. Zachary Levi did a great job of portraying a kid in an adult's body. Mm. But it didn't match with the the kid version of Billy Batson that the actor that was playing him portrayed, yeah. and that that I just couldn't reconcile that for the whole film, and that was a real letdown the, the, for the me person, personally. The person he was friends with with his uh, uh, adopted brother, yeah, yeah, adopted brother, was a different person to when he was Shazam. Like Billy Baxter was friends, and he treated him one way when he was Billy Baxter, and you know, like, nah, I want to be distant, you know. Um, doing things and um, you know taking things from uh, from the uh, Freddy is it Freddy? Yep. Yeah, Freddy. And then, uh, but then when he's Shazam, they are the inseparable almost, and it's I, yeah, it didn't come off yep. like they were the same person. Was it was the because the kid actors are notoriously very hit and miss? Was the actual actor himself? Yep. Good in the yep. role. Yep, I thought he was good. I just felt that the characterization totally different. Yeah, yeah. Were, were different, and I couldn't reconcile them yeah. as the same character. Personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. in in the sense of, if that guy was then put into an adult body, he would behave very differently. Yep. That aside, if you put that aside and go, okay, well, Zachary Levi is the character. It was very good. It was very well done how he portrayed a child being in an adult body and the sorts of things they do. There were some very funny moments in there. I think some of them that aren't spoilers now that are given away in the trailers, but you know, what do you do if you've got some money, you're 15 years old and you're in a body, you go and try and buy some beer. So that that sort of (laughs) sequence and and those sorts of things. And then, you know, they drink the beer, they don't like the taste. And then it cuts to the scene where they're coming out with Doritos and and junk food. And that's so so little moments like that are, are very nice. I thought the, the bad guy in this it's Dr. Savannah who's probably not the, the core A-list of villain but he's certainly a, a Shazam villain uh, played by Mark Strong who I love Mark Strong actually in another DC film as Sinestro yep. so this is the second time he's played a villain um, which is very cool I, I really liked there was a, a bit of backstory but that's all you needed you didn't need a lot of depth into the character just a, a little bit of a, a, a backstory and it was a very interesting way of of viewing the character i can't say a lot with without spoiling it Mm. but i thought that there was some depth in that that was set up well at the start but then this movie went into some very familiar superhero trope stories like you know kidnapping the loved ones and then the superhero has to kind of try and try and free them and it went down some paths that then you know they, they have sequences where the bad guy is is very bad and very evil and then all of a sudden he's got these these hostages that are the, the core characters, friends, that you can't kill. Yeah. And it, it was that very much no that, stakes. yeah, that, that, that you, you know they're not really in any danger even though they set the bad guy up and, and what plays out then at that kind of level fell a bit flat for me um, in some of those regards. But, but there, are, there are a lot of fun moments in this film. There are some uplifting moments, particularly a, a scene at the end which was like, yeah, this is, this is cool. Um, the hundred million budget, I think, for me, did show, and and there was like a scene where he's flying. He's flying when yeah. he first learns to fly. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, this is we're in 2019, mm. and this looked better in '78 with Christopher Reeve. Wow, you know, like it was that kind, oh. like some of the CGI, and there were some scenes where he was hovering, and I'm like, my god, that's just a CGI Zachary Levi yeah. just floating there, and I'm like, oh, bit of uncanny valley stuff happening. <laughs> And that's fine. I'll, I'll take a. I'll give it a bit of leeway because you go. It's a hundred million dollar film. It doesn't need to 
be there. But it's, mm. you know, if you put the and even Justice League did it, you know, they didn't get their their special effects to the level they probably needed to, and there were mm. some probably reasons why they just kind of left it and didn't pursue it with the moustache and a few things like that. But when you line it up with what Marvel is doing, and you, you know, we're going to watch it. You know, Infinity yeah. War drops. Tomorrow, tomorrow as game. of recording yeah. and yeah. sorry in end game i keep calling it infinity war and i made that mistake because i actually booked infinity war what i actually booked it because they they put in they're it's re-showing on it's yeah. on tonight oh. i'm like i didn't know it came out on tuesday whoa <laughs> book and then of course i booked the wrong film so have you got um, tickets to end game then yes okay. i do I, I now have corrected that um but but you know end game's going to be out tomorrow and we're going to yeah. be lining up shazam next to that and it's going to be quite apparent mm. that this isn't up to the standard yeah. of, of that film from a from a digital digital effects effects yeah. point and, of view. And just on that, so my wife and I, and uh, we brought our kids in involved, have been binge watching all the Marvel films in readiness, in sort of uh, to uh, to get ready for the Endgame uh, film. You know, just to recoach ourselves and what the storylines and what who's this and who did that and things so we've been watching all the marvel films recently and then to go see shazam it's just not on the same level i mean i love I- i'm a dc fan at heart and it kills me to keep saying this but uh marvel do it better like in the cinematic universe like they- they've just it's not I- I- shazam is not the sort of film i feel i could take my seven and five year old girls to Whereas um, they watched uh, Ragnarok the other day on uh, at home, and they were glued to the TV. They were like cheering on and stuff. Yeah, like wow. spoiler alert, they they freaking loved Hulk. Like you know, they they're gone <laughs> mental at the the screen, and they're going Thor, 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 Thor. No Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. <laughs> just like uh, just changing sides, left, right, and centre. It's crazy. It's 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 wicked to watch. But then. You know, then you look at Shazam. It's like, oh, just too much story building and not enough, uh, you know, straight to the point, mm. so to speak. All right. Darren, Darren, really, you really enjoyed this. I really film. enjoyed it. Uh, for me, there are a number of things that I guess it was always going to play well to me. I, it was not lost on me the significance. Mm. Um, for those who don't know me, I, I've lived in the same neighbourhood my whole life, and my um, as random as this might sound, but this is a toy podcast, so for me it's relevant. The Kenner Superpowers Shazam figure. I actually got mine literally. Um, you can actually see the building where the shop used to be from the <laughs> cinema. Uh, is that close? Yep. Back when the Kenner Superpowers line was dead and was um, clearanced in a discount v- variety store in 1987 for $2.95. Yep. And so you can still see see that building and you can see the cinema complex. So wasn't in Parabanks, if people can picture Parabanks, but it was in John Street, Salisbury. Yep. So that car park that people use for the cinema, yes. the other side of that car park is a little alleyway where Get a Bargain used to be. Yep. So for me, that wasn't lost, that significance of, you know, 32 years ago, I was I was getting a Shazam figure. Who would have thought 32 years later I'd be here across the street watching a Shazam film? Just would never have entered my, my headspace. And a character that, if you think about the Masters of the Universe property, borrowed heavily Absolutely. and it went to filmation on the concept of Shazam so true you know that that's something that that wasn't lost on me and what I liked about this and I know people talk about tone and they like BVS and Man of Steel and I do too I I, lo- I love those but Shazam is not Batman and I don't think he should be should be portrayed that way um, because something works for Batman and it does I'm not saying Batman should be bright like Shazam or upbeat like Shazam either but 
because something works for Batman doesn't mean you do it to the whole universe. And and for me, that was really important. They didn't for Shazam. And and I thought they got that right. There were obviously little things in, in the spoilers that I won't get to, but set pieces that really set it up for me in terms of what I guess, you know, it, it just ticked a, a few personal boxes for me. But yeah, look, I, I liked it. I went in not knowing what to expect because I, I know a bit about the mythology of Shazam and I've seen other adaptations, but I haven't read it like I have Batman. So I didn't go in with the weight of expectation if you've got to capture the spirit of this source material or that source material. So so for me, I, I really enjoyed it and, and thought it was a quality flick. And at $100 million, I, I thought, you know, they did quite well with, with what they had yep. had to play with. And, and I thought the cast all, all did really well and performances were solid. I also think origin stories are hard by by very nature. Yeah, and 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 I think you know this was always going to be an origin story, and it was always going to run into some of the some of the the traps that origin stories for this genre fall into. But they've done they've told their origin story now, and that that frees them up to do yeah. some other things in the future. Where do we think this ranks in terms of the DC movies that are, tend to be? the best received i'm thinking of wonder woman i'm thinking of aquaman is this is this top tier dc films for people not, not for me no i mean uh, this to be to be fair this probably sits towards suicide squad in my book wow. so towards that that end that's yeah, just for me okay. because yeah, yeah. i i like bvs i like man of steel i like wonder woman yeah, yeah. i like I and i like, like aquaman i kind of like suicide squad i know that yeah, gets hated yeah. on but like yeah i, like I, I don't mind I had it, but more yeah. fun in suicide squad yeah. than walking away from shazam and i kind of as i said before i kind of wish i went and saw hellboy as bad <laughs> as bad as i'm now hearing about it i sort of you know i walked out and i'm thinking man i wish i was but, saw yeah. hellboy. but for me it's somewhere at that level yeah okay. it's not That's and true. i've heard like say Chris Wisdom and I know there were some comments on our Patreon page that this is the best film in yeah. DC's done in the last eight years. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, pe- yeah, people yeah, are putting it certainly at the top. Yeah, people are putting it at the top of the list, and, that, and that's yeah. fine. Like I, I get that. Leanne Hannah, our friend Leanne Hannah, and, and her husband Rod Hannah, same deal. They, yeah. they yeah. thought it was top notch. And, and what they wanted. Shout, shout out to uh, Aussie podcast Geek Dudes podcast. They uh, went and saw it. One of the guys on there is hardcore Shazam fan. Like that's his Superman. Yeah. Yep. He loved. It, thought it was really cool um uh said you know a couple of things he wanted to see but it certainly lived up to his expectations so that's wicked to hear that's a, terrific a big that fan a yeah, yeah a big yeah. fan of uh shazam uh is in um appreciate entertained it. and you know appreciates it and he said that it borrows a lot of storyline from the new 52 saga yeah, well was, rather yeah. than the um original old school, old school comics so yeah. that's that was kind of interesting to hear. So, um, yeah, check them out if you want to hear more about the uh, more in-depth look about what we did and didn't see and, um, yeah, some aspects that, uh, you know, sort of Easter eggs in the film yep. uh, that sort of breeze over the average fan. Hmm. Uh, I just want to, before we wrap up, I just want to call out there are two tri- uh, sort of, uh, you know, follow-on things. Stingers. Uh, stingers, stingers at the end. Uh, the second one, honestly, waste of time. Like, I just... I That was sort of... that. that Almost left a bad taste in my mouth after mm. leaving the film that sort of felt like I wish I'd seen Hellboy because it was just so <laughs> it was just so useless. Like, the final yeah. like they had a really, really, really cool scene at the end of the film, which I thought that is cool. That is cool. I wish wish I saw a bit more of that 
uh, but uh, you know we it's saw enough yeah. yeah it's set up and i thought that was awesome then you saw a second trailer a second sort of uh, teaser and that was kind of cool like um i think his name is um mr mr mind yep which is a little uh, another character in the shazam yeah in the shazam universe mm. but then the second one was just utter you know, why did you bother well, like, it's, it's just it's, a, for those that, that don't know and and are just wondering what what ben's talking about it's just a joke that fell very very flat you know, and, and I and I and I'm called DC territory, and I hung around for it because I particularly wanted to see it because I wanted to see. I'm one of those people. I bought my ticket. I want to see the whole thing, and I'll sit there for the whole thing. But Ben actually said before I saw it, you know, don't feel compelled to hang around. It's not that yeah. good. And I and and I think he absolutely nailed it. That final post credit scene, yeah, it really felt really really flat. Well, it just it just wasn't f- funny. And it didn't do anything for the narrative of the story you'd just seen, or for what I could imagine they could do with anything in the future. Yeah, that seems to be the the current uh, again with comparing it to Marvel movies, but that seems to be how they're doing their post credit scenes now. Is you have one that sort of, they have the big flashy credits, and then the title card comes up, and then you've got the the, the stinger that everyone's yep. hanging out for that sets it up for the next yes. for a sequel or ties it into what's coming next. But then right at the very very end, when yep. the last thing you scroll it up is a nothing doesn't matter it doesn't matter and and i think that's probably a smart way to do it because you get people who might have kids or they need to go to the toilet or whatever it is and they really don't have the extra five minutes to hang around right till the end and if they do choose to leave even knowing there's something there it's no big deal the one that the one that jumps out to me ant-man when the the post-credit stinger is that drum well yeah exactly the 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 mid credits one, as I call it, is all the other characters bar Ant Man getting dusted in the Infinity yeah, Snap, yeah. and you're. Oh, but then the the, but the that's final the that matters. Yeah, exactly. That's the you one that counts. That one. And you go, oh my god, that's right. Whilst we've been having this Ant Man and Wasp adventure, this happened. But then the very end one is an, a giant <laughs> ant playing, playing the on the drum kit, yep. and it's a nothing, you know. So I think that's the style. Any yeah. fine? I know we're, we're really out of time. Do you have a highlight, really quickly? A highlight? Uh I don't know. We can go into spoilers now. Frank can edit in the spoiler alarm. Leave the room, Frank, so you don't... Um, I'll have to think about it. Let me go around the room. Um, For me, the moment where... So, if you know Freddie Freeman, there's there's the whole Shazam family. So, I knew and I'd seen the action figures that at some point they were all going to turn into their own version of Shazam, their own superhero. And that moment when they all did, I thought was, was really cool to see them all in their super buff you know, style and, and kicking some butt was was really nice. I like that moment. I did want to shout out there was a tribute to Big, the Tom Hanks film Big, and I think you can't do a film like this without giving some sort of homage. They end up having a fight sequence in a toy store and um, Shazam's sort of stepping on the keys of the piano, giant the keyboard. giant keyboard, <laughs> and then you just hear these random notes as Dr. Savannah runs towards him and punches him. So just his feet followed by Savannah running down the piano. I thought was beautifully done. Did want to shout out to that actual sequence within the toy store. Mm. They had, uh, I don't know if you noticed it, yeah, multiverse could, figures. not notice it. The multiverse. It was, it was like, uh, one of my highlights. It was actually. bleeding through the uh, cinema screen. It was one, <laughs> but it was one, they were the yeah. old red card yeah, multiverse they figures. Um, they were there and there was a whole heap of the Imagine X stuff the DC stuff and yeah. there's a lot of and, uh, and the DC Woman Supergirls stuff. Supergirls yeah there was a lot of that as well no Marvel was, Legends no Marvel <laughs> Legends <laughs> they had manicured this toy department exactly. to eradicate any competing look, product that was a highlight for me for me core highlights are um, obviously it's a comic book superhero film so I'm already I'm already intrigued by it and it's already 
you know, aroused my, my interest. But for me, it ticked a lot of other boxes. Um, obviously, having a character named Mary, for those who don't know, my mother's name's Mary. So so that, that for me, and having her as, as, you know, someone who would become a hero, um, you know, my mum's one of my heroes. So I, I thought that was a really nice thing. You know, seeing a toy store and seeing action figures and that, and given the kind of show we do and the kind of interests and hobbies I have, that was a highlight for me. And I think that'll that'll help ground the film really well in the time period that it's in because that'll tell you what DC lines were around at the time, who had the licenses, that sort of thing. Yep. And as as Mattel finishing up with it, I thought that was a, a really nice little swan song to that. Really sorry, Frank. Uh, no one else has mentioned it, so I'm going to spoil something for you. But but seeing Santa in it as well, so having it set around Christmas time yeah. for me, um, you know. But they it, took the joke too far, though, didn't they? They probably yeah. like like they uh, probably did. The but Santa, I, I was annoyed by it. It was funny the first time, and then by the third time, it was. Yeah. I, I just yeah. had a because like, basically spot. it's it's Santa. He goes crazy when anything bad happens. He's like shell shocked. He's like, we got to run, run. He's pushing kids out of the way to get out of there. And he basically just goes nuts in his reaction, and it was it was fine the first time, but they they played it three times the uh, same joke. Okay. See, my favourite part was actually where he got rescued and where um sorry again spoiler alert where you know she introduces herself and she tells him what she that, yeah, that bit was I great. really that, liked that was that. great yeah and given given um, my like grandfather and connection and and also you know given that he was my mum's father and you know there's a Mary in this film as well for me that. You know, they just had a poetry to it. And, and again, big toy departments, you know, reminded me of the kind of toy departments that I, that I used to see with my mum and my grandmas and, and that. So for me, it just it hit a few personal yeah. little, little um, you know, nostalgia rings that, that would, I guess, be unique to me. Yep. Yeah. Okay, two things that have hit my radar uh, that we haven't talked about yet. Um, so there's it, it deals with, like, reality in the sense that he, he, Billy Baxter's all his life looking for his mum. You know, he knows his mum's out there. He's, you know, gone through the phone book and everything, crossed off the 15 mums of the, the name that, you know, he's been looking for. And then he eventually, someone, um, the other foster kids help him to find, and they're like, she's off the grid, so to speak. And goes and find him, and she sort of shuts the door in his face, uh, style. So he knows that the foster um, kids that he's around, you know, he knows they're his family. So that was that was a bit, you know, hard uh, to to swallow in the sense of real life. That was pretty serious um, yep. thing to uh, to do. And I like that they went there. Yeah. You know, I think that's pretty mm. cool. I don't know how realistic that is into the old comics, but obviously that's a new Fifty Two yep. thing or whatever. But I got to shout out massive. This is a pretty big spoiler alert. Sorry, Frank. Uh, no, yeah. But uh, seeing S- Superman at the end, like you know, he 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 jokes about you know, I'll come, I'll come and um, you know show that I'm Shazam, I'm your friend, and things at at, at the school lunch, uh, you know, thing. And they all come and sit down and they set it up. And then, uh, you know, he comes, he's like, hello, I'm Shazam, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, what's his name, Lenny's? Freddy. Freddy's yeah. friend, you know, yep, mm-hmm. yeah, here I am. And I brought another friend. And then you just uh, see Superman, but his head's cut off. His head's cut off. Because they can't. Because they can't get Henry can't, Cavill. Yeah, they can't get Henry. So that was a bit of a like, you, know, like, you, mean, yeah. you, you give mean, me you give me 90% yeah. of awesomeness, you just couldn't finish it off. Yeah. You, mean they can't, um, you mean they can't CG? Well, that's Henry what Cavill I was thinking face? of. That's yeah. what I was thinking. They can, the grief they, they would have copped. They can CGI off a mistake. But they can't formulate the rest of his face. Um, I I, I like that they went there, and I think that was great. If that's the way DC can sort of 
loosely yes. tie in exactly. everything. That's the way they that, need to do it. You know, it. instead yeah. of doing like, you know, Justice League three movies into their franchise, you know, that I, I'll accept that, you yeah, know, but but cool. give me a face. You know, I don't <laughs> care if it's a new actor or whatever. Give yeah. me a face of Superman that semi looks like the chiseled jaw, yeah. square yeah. line jaw and things. I don't care. You know, let us speculate because, you know, is Henry going to come back for Superman? Not even. You know, he knows at We've this got point, but... seven different Supermans going on in the TV series <laughs> at the moment. Like, Pick a Superman. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So, I, I just have to close with this, that we have got zero Shazam toys yeah, agreed, at retail. Agreed. Zero. So, like, absolutely nothing. So, so we've got absolutely nothing from the entire DC multiverse line except no, but, stock from two years ago. Okay, so that's a good point. So multiverse has been gone that's not at retail right so that's that's fine we haven't had any multiverse aquaman we didn't even get justice league nope. multiverse figures they were actually quite hard but, to but find we, we got we got but, a, we got a small yes. trickling of aquaman and right things. Yeah. You, so, so justice can... league in the basic figure there's a so gone are the five inch figures and they've now gone for basic for kids you know cheap figures we're going to do them in a six inch. And they're not bad. And we got them in, in uh, Justice League. They did yeah. a, a line. They were plentiful, right? Yep. And they probably didn't still sell are. that well. They were they were clearance. Yeah, so still. when Aquaman was released, again, no multiverse, but in the basic six inch line, the $19 price point, we got, I saw them on shelves for like a day and yes. then they were gone. Yeah, just before Christmas. Just so before I think, Christmas. Yeah. I think they got swallowed up in the Christmas buying frenzy yep. and never restocked again. Never yeah. restocked. But for this, there are the same six inch basic figures $19 price point zero yep. absolutely yeah, right. zero so it is it is a trend I know multiverse is not not new but yep. but at the six inch basic figure line it's a trend and also at the you know they're doing some bigger larger larger figures sort of that stuff, stuff yeah. not, absolutely nothing yeah, so just right. I wanted to call that out even, I mean, even, even Captain Marvel had a more of a presence on yep. toy shelves uh, then uh, Shazam has uh, yet. That's like, very true, and, it's, it's, it's... and and that's pretty terrible because Captain Marvel hasn't had much of a presence. That is but, right, yep. mm. but far more than Shazam, which has had zilch. Yeah, I haven't right. seen a single Shazam item. Neither have I. That's that's pretty. Not, not even not even in the Zing stores or anything. You know, no, sometimes no, they, like you can walk into to Zing and they'll have a, a statue, a bust, and a statue of Captain Marvel. They like have the comic book series and yeah, you know, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Shazam has just like totally zipped off their radar. Like they wow. they are still promoting. They, they've just gone straight to um, Endgame. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. it's I've seen more Endgame pop up than I have seen anything. To be fair, that's the smart money. I mean, 11 years I agree. in. But, but, and but, but, yep. it, it is the smart money, but you put out DC, what films are they putting out this year? Two. Um, Shazam and, and the Joker film. When's Wonder Woman 84? Next, Next year. Next year, so two films. Yeah. And then there's not going to be any product on <laughs> toy shelves for the Joaquin not Phoenix no, Joker. No, no. So this is your one yeah. big push at marketing. Yeah. And, they, and I don't think... I think Warner Brothers is trying to sell this stuff. For me, in Australia, this response is no one's buying. Mm. No one... Is, multiverse yeah. is dead, as we said. No one's paying... You know, but 40. no one's going to buy it if they can't find it, it. You know, yeah. no, no, I know we're not but, yeah. but before we make a decision on what we want to buy yeah they've already the made a retailers at Toy Fair yep. need to make a decision on what they yeah. want to stock and this didn't hit their radar like so no one's radar. radar or they weren't prepared to pay the prices because let's be honest there has been price increases in the last few months and, and if you can't sell a, a Batman Justice League figure in the basic for $19 what hope do you have to sell Shazam for $19 that's very you've true. got zero right Yeah. so they're looking at their sales for 
for Me- meanwhile funko pops are laughing through the door you know <laughs> well they are i mean that's that, that's the a... only that's probably the only shazam product we've got yeah. no, i mean yeah. I, I say they that in all seriousness because uh again geek dude podcast they um the spoiler alert for the family of shazam characters yeah. was spoiled for him because he saw the pop vinyls yep. all spread out um at yeah. one of the uh stores that he went to yeah so there you go, little little final point as we are a toy podcast on the toy situation here. Um, interested in your thoughts if you are in the US or UK or even Europe, what you're seeing in or anywhere Shazam else around the world, yeah, absolutely or, anywhere or but exactly. here. Yeah, that's it. On that note, we will wrap this episode of Toy Power. Huge thank you for tuning into another episode. We really appreciate your support and to all our patrons. Big shout out to you guys. Thanks so much. We will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us. Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're yeah.